0: tour all night is supported by listeners like you to find out how you can help head over to patreon.com songs of Tori there you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support once again that's patreon.com songs of Tori to help us continue to make high quality and tainment for you Hey everybody! The European 2023 Tour is just around the corner and we wanna talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix, and just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we gotta replan, regroup, and yes, re-record! It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of tour all night. From ocean to ocean to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide to everything tour. This episode is an edited version of a conversation that I had in 2021 with Manuel Dunfront about the 2022 tour. It's 2023 already, and we still haven't left. But I do want to say, because now that I'm on my app kick, I discovered an app called Munich Travel Guide, available both on iOS and Android. It's another walking tour app that seems really great. You download it, and then you kind of walk around the city with it. It's called Munich Travel Guide. Download it now. I've not my
1: first It's a good thing
0: But yeah
1: I, I would love to on tour
0: in the U.S. <laughs> well, you should. Very happy to welcome Manuel Dunfrunt from Munich as our tour guide for this episode to talk about Munich on Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Hi, Manuel. How are you? Hi, thanks. I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for doing this. I know uh, I want to I wanna hear all of your knowledge about your own city, but first I want to hear everything about you and Tori. How you discovered her, how many times you've seen her, everything.
1: Oh, gosh. You know, I discovered her quite late, I guess. I discovered her when she released Tales of a Librarian because I heard a radio commercial and they played Winter and I was like, oh, my God, what's that song? Yeah, so I went to the local store and checked out the album and bought it immediately. And yeah, that's when I fell in love with her. And our love story began, so (laughs) to say.
0: (laughs) How many times have you seen her?
1: Uh, let me think I've seen her around 30 times, I guess. I- I've never followed her around on all the tour dates, but whenever she was in Vienna and Munich and Salzburg and wherever, I tried to go there and catch the shows. Yeah.
0: When was your very, very first Tory show? My very first Tory show was in
1: Vienna, and it was the American Doll Posse Tour.
0: Mm-hmm. How was it?
1: It was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was my first tour and I, I, it was my first meet and greet. So it was a lot of fun and I was really nervous to meet her. But yeah, I have good memories about it. You talked to her? Uh, just very briefly. There were a lot of people. And yeah, So and I, I was so nervous I couldn't really
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. talk. <laughs> I get that. You got uh, Santa that night too. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, you're here to talk to us and to help we travelers understand München or Munich. See, I took German I took German for four years in high school. I don't know if you know that, but I was supposed to go on a senior <laughs> trip throughout Germany. Um, but we could not, in the end, afford it. So all the Brezelbakens and Oktoberfests <laughs> that I had worked my ass off for four years and to, to earn points—I know. So this is very exciting for me. I've been like brushing up on my German on Duolingo, so I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to practice some of it with you today. Um, <laughs> but the concert—just some basics. Let's get some basics out of the way. The concert's on February 22nd, which is a Tuesday. The day before is a day off. The day after is Zurich, Switzerland. Hey, y'all, it's future me here with an update for past me. The concert's actually on April 16th, 2023, which is a Sunday. There's still a day off before and a day off after. So you can explore France and then explore Germany. Right after Munich, we're going to see my friend in Shorten's Germany, which I'm really excited about. Okay, the venue is Isar Philharmonie, and the address is Hans Preisinger Straße 8. 813 sieben neun munich Am I, did i do that right
1: oh wow you're very <laughs> okay, good, good.
0: Oh, <laughs> thank god okay first of all i want to clear up any confusion that there is around this venue because i've heard something that there's like another Philharmony that she usually plays at but that this one is the isar philharmonie is that right
1: yes that's correct um the thing is that she usually plays at the philharmonie which is being renovated right now uh, okay and they a very typical thing in Munich is that they use old buildings and reuse it for other stuff. <laughs> so, Good,
0: awesome.
1: So um, the Philharmonie, where she used to play, was part of a big cultural center in Munich, and it's being renovated for a few or several years now. And so they used an old factory to build to make that uh, cultural center. And in that factory, there's also the Isar Philharmonie. So the vibe is quite different than in the old Philharmonie because the old Philharmonie was a classical orchestra venue, you know, with big stages and a lot of seats and in a classical orchestra hall. And the new Isar Philharmonie is built in a factory. So you still have the concrete and it's very industrial.
0: It's just going to be a different feeling. Yes, yes. Which one is in the better part of town?
1: The old one was in a better part of town. Got it. Well, because it was easier to uh, to reach and to get there. The new one, yeah, it's, it's not in the city center. The old one was quite close to the city center. The new one is a bit outside of the city center. But supposedly the acoustics are much better because oh. they, uh, the guy who also did the Elk Philharmonie in Hamburg, he made the acoustic settings in the Isar Philharmonie. So okay. I'm looking forward to that because the old Philharmonie was quite controversial when it came to sounds and acoustics.
0: Oh, interesting. When does that come back? When is the renovations done? Ooh, I think in three to four years or oh. something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Surprise. I was kind of worried. So I decided to find out if we were still going to be in the Esar Philharmonic. Or like in my mind, I thought, oh my God, the renovations are over. And we're going to be back at the regular Philharmonic. And everything's going to get messed up. And I'm not going to get the seats that I have. So instead of panicking, I looked it up on the internet. Have you heard of Google? I Googled it. And it says, I just found this article from slippeddisc.com. It says, just in... Munich Cancels Hall and this is February 2nd, 2023 almost a, like a, it's literally like a year and three months since we recorded this conversation and it says here in this article, the city of Munich has called off a general renovation of the Gasteig Cultural Center after none of the submissions met the necessary criteria. The Gasteig opened in 1985 is uncomfortable, old-fashioned and acoustically dim I've known some people like that, actually It is the home of Munich Philharmonic. But in the past two years, the orchestra has been playing in the prefabricated Isar Philharmonie, which sits 1800 and seems to suit all purposes. So it just looks like after two years of being shuttered, the renovations are off and uh, we're going to still be at the Isar Philharmonie. So <laughs> I'll see you there, Queens. So well, I'm looking forward to it. It's just opened a few weeks ago. So Oh, really? Yeah. OK, cool yes honestly just personally just my aesthetic if like i am <laughs> given an option between like a grand concert hall and like an industrial like factory warehouse sort of thing i'm going to always choose the industrial factory warehouse i just like that like apocalyptic kind of vibe i like concrete i like cold things so i'm excited <laughs> but if you find yourself in the city center people then you're in the wrong Philharmony. so get to the other side of town how far away are the two
1: well, it's about twenty minutes by tube, something like that. Okay. Yeah, so it's not far, far outside. It's it's still easy to reach.
0: Okay, good. Speaking of vibes, tell us all about Munich, the general vibes of the town, and some things that you love about where you live, and how long have you lived there?
1: I've been living here for about eleven years now. Okay, and um, well, Munich is often referred to as the Uh, biggest village in the world because, yeah, even though it's a city, it still feels quite like a village because, you know, you have your districts and stuff like that, but it still feels very cozy and not as big as Berlin or London or Paris. I mean, it's much smaller, of course, but everything is focused on the center, on the city center, which is not that big, actually. So, I would describe the vibe as very chilled, relaxed, not as trendy or hip as Berlin, but still very cozy and easygoing. Nice. Oh, yes. okay. And maybe depending on where you are in Munich, it can be quite posh. Ooh. You know, with people. Yeah, because it's an expensive city, and a lot of um, big companies like BMW are located in Munich, so it tends to attract a very posh crowd okay which i don't belong to
0: <laughs> okay so nothing like frankfurt nothing like frankfurt it's uh, like the opposite right
1: yes we don't have that many banks and uh, skyscrapers and stuff <laughs> and yeah
0: <laughs> is there like a gay scene there there is okay thank god yeah Whew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's okay. It's it's not as big as in Cologne or in Berlin, but mm-hmm. it's a very vibrant and nice gay life. A lot of bars closed down in the last few years, mm-hmm. sadly, but um, there is, if you want to call it like that, a gay district where the most most of the gay bars are located.
0: What's that part of town called? Uh,
1: the Glockenbach Viertel. Oh,
0: the Glockenbach, What? Glockenbach Viertel. Viertel. Okay, great. Yes, I
1: would recommend staying around Sendlinger Tor. Okay. Because it's well connected to the tube system. It's just a couple of stops to the venue, to the Mm. concert venue. And it's, yeah, right in the gay district.
0: I love it. What's the political climate around the gay stuff? Are we in a liberal town? Are we in a conservative town? Well,
1: Munich is part of Bavaria, and Bavaria is claimed to be quite conservative, but Munich is on the liberal side. Oh. We have a left-wing mayor, and the Green Party is also in the city hall. Oh,
0: we love a Green Party. Yes. Yes. And
1: so, yeah, Munich is quite liberal, especially in the uh, city center and the Glockenbach shuttle. So... Yeah, I would say that it's a very nice atmosphere and very open. And yeah, in the last few years, they also did a lot of, you know, work with bike lanes and stuff like that. So it's getting there.
0: Oh, good. That's good. So the day before the show is the day off. What about those who want to pop into Munich early and go see a show of some kind? You know, I love theater. So is there any good theater there?
1: Um, yes, there are a couple of good theaters, actually. it's Of course, you have the state theater, which shows ballets and uh, opera, but there's also some more independent kind of theaters that are, show- are showing more local artists' shows and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend checking that out. I like to go to the theater, to the opera, um, to the cinema, um, I like going to the river in Munich in summer. Um, there's the Isa River flowing through Munich, and it's a beautiful river, and you can swim and chill, which is really nice.
0: Um, the official currency is the euro. Back when I was in high school, it was the Deutsche Mark. I have somewhere, I still have some Deutsche Mark. Is it gonna, If I were to take them, would they be accepted? No, right? Not at all. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. I held on too long. <laughs> um, what's the tipping culture, though? Do we tip there? Are we supposed to? Um, yes. Um, usually, you can round
1: up. So if you, like, pay €2.60 for a cappuccino, you just round up to €3. Euros. Okay. Um, or if you go for a, a dinner or something, it's, yeah, around 10%, I 10%. guess. Yes. Okay,
0: great. And you, what about your cab drivers and, like, if you get another service done?
1: Um, also, with cabs, it's usually just rounding up or 10%. Okay. And Uber is a thing here, but it's not really that common. And it's not really that much cheaper than a cab because, yeah, in Germany they have some regulations. So, yeah, it doesn't really make a difference if you take a taxi or a cab, as far as I know.
0: Got it. Cool. You know, I would like to be, you know how there's like spokespeople? I'm trying to think like, jennifer aniston is a spokesperson for like that i stuff and like everybody's just a spokesperson i want to be the spokesperson for deutsche Bahn, the app because i have to i have to tell you we have booked i currently i'm looking inside my app and i have six trips that i'm i'm able to use the bond for and this app is just everything i've ever wanted in a travel app <laughs> it's like oh really yes i'm telling you the bond it's amazing. You pay just a little bit more for first class, and then you can pick your seat. It's like only like eight euros more for first class. It pops up in your app. The tickets are there. I'm not scared that I'm going to be without tickets when I finally get there or lose all my tickets or have to check my email. I can't speak enough about this app. I love the Deutsche Bahn. I love the Bahn. Do you love the Bahn?
1: <laughs> uh, sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell, me what you, tell me what you hate about it, because I love it. I love it so much I would marry it. I'm obsessed with it.
1: <laughs> well the timing can be quite um oh. yeah, annoying because sometimes they have a lot of delays and stuff like no. that but but i agree the app is quite good and i love that i have the ticket always in my app yeah but i prefer the austrian Bundesbahn, the austrian train
0: oh what's it called übb <laughs> UBB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. U-B-B. Oh, yes. Tanya told us about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So if you go from St. Paulson to Frankfurt, you probably take the UBB train. The UBB,
0: yes. So you're going to probably take a bus, you said? Uh, bus or train. It depends on the price and the uh,
1: time. I and haven't are you, really looked into that yet.
0: <laughs> are you planning to... Do you do like an overnight kind of thing where you're going to travel right after the show, or you're going to stay the next day, or what are you, what's your plan?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still unsure about that. The last time she played in Frankfurt, I took an overnight bus. What I didn't think about was that it was during the Oktoberfest, so the bus was full with people <laughs> oh. who went to Munich for the Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was planning on oh, having a nice sleep in the bus on the bus, but it was. Full with people in dirndls and later lederhosen drinking and partying all night. Were around. they by
0: any chance singing beer here, beer here, or ich um, woohoo?
1: I'm sure some of them were, yes.
0: That just came to me out of however long it's been since I learned German. and just came to me. Okay. It's always in there.
1: Oh, yes. That's a classic, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what would you recommend? To stay close to the venue, the Isar Philharmonie, or stay closer to the city center, or stay closer to the gay part of town? What would you recommend?
1: Well... Personally, I think I'd recommend staying around Sendling or tour, which is close to the city center, not directly in the city center, mm-hmm. but close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the tube line that goes to the venue or close to the venue. And it's close to the main station. Just one stop to the main station. Great. And you're in walking distance to the city center, to
0: the gay districts, to everything. Perfect.
1: So yeah, Sendling tor tour would be my recommendation to say
0: okay so talk to us a little bit about like the public transportation in munich let's get into that because is it a 24-hour town do the trains run all night uh, sadly no oh <laughs> no what's the latest train
1: well i think it's around during the week it's 1 one thirty, something like that so it should be enough for the concert i guess
0: and in munich how late do bars stay open because here in la they close really early in normal times it's they're usually open on yeah, during
1: the week until one or two or three o'clock, something like that. And yeah. But then again, Tuesday is not the best yeah. party day.
0: It's really yeah. <laughs> I mean there's some cities that we're gonna have to appreciate in the daylight hours and then just go to bed at a reasonable time, people.
1: Yes. I think Munich will be one of yeah, them. <laughs> I think that's one of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sadly, yes. You said there's a tube. Is the tube just called the tube? And we'll find it? Yeah, it's called U-Bahn, um, it's marked with a, a blue U. Oh, the U-Bahnhof. U-Bahnhof, yes. U-Bahnhof, right. yeah. That's what Duolingo's been trying to teach me. <laughs> I get it now. U-Bahnhof.
1: Okay. You can, now you can practice in Munich.
0: I can. I can't wait. <laughs> and the venue is on the
1: U3 line and the orange line, <laughs> to be exact, um, is for people who... Uh, coordinate by colors, like I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I always confuse the numbers. I was like, oh, the red one. Oh, no, the green one.
0: Um, it's funny because here in Los Angeles, they don't give you numbers. They just assume everyone's going to confuse it and they only go by color. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Makes sense in my opinion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you can
1: take the orange line to Brudermühlstraße and from there it's a lot, about 5 to 10 minute walk to the venue. But you can also take a bus
0: from there. From the train, from the subway station, from the yes. station, yeah, and from the city centers. Is it safe? Would you recommend it? Yes. Yeah, it's safe. We can walk. It's if it's posh, we can. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's quite safe. It's okay, just okay. one street, and yeah, it's not very dangerous
0: in my opinion. <laughs> what is your favorite choice of umbrella or like rain gear?
1: Ooh, um, I usually have an umbrella, but yeah, I also sometimes I just use a rain jacket.
0: Mm. Is it windy it's... there? Like, our umbrellas gonna like turn inside out like they do in chicago no usually not in february
1: sometimes in november or october but in february it should be okay
0: okay thank god all right well i'm not afraid of a little rain let's talk activities what is there to do like we'll start with what should we do fun and then what should we eat while we're there
1: (laughs) (laughs) if it's your first time in munich and you have some time to spare i would recommend go to the city center and take a walk around the city center and the English garden. Because you see all the major sites at best by foot, you don't need an expensive tour bus or something. Um, You just can walk everywhere. And you see all the main sites by foot. And if the weather is nice or nice enough, I would recommend going to the English garden and have a walk there because it's a very nice big park and yeah sadly winter is not the best time to visit munich in my opinion because in summer or spring you have the beer gardens and the isa river and yeah a lot of more outdoor activities
0: talking with everybody I've, has made me realize like yeah this is kind of a dreary time so now i have to go back to germany and just do like a germany trip because my friend lives in shortens and you know Just looking at the pictures, I'm like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. And she's like, that's not what it's going to look like in February. (laughs) So I got to go back in, like, the spring or summer.
1: Yeah, I would recommend it. But I guess it's the same with every city or town.
0: Mm -hmm. It's nicer
1: in summer when it's warm and sunny.
0: (laughs) I mean, L.A. is nice year-round, so we get a little spoiled here. But what should we eat?
1: Well, uh, um, Bavarian food is very meat
0: heavy okay. so
1: if you're a vegetarian it's not so easy I guess <laughs> but if you eat meat I would definitely recommend to eat some typical Bavarian dish like Schweinsbraten, it's pork or if you're a vegetarian it's not very Bavarian it's more um, Schwäbisch or Allgäu it's a different part of Germany but Käsespätzle. it's really really good, it's my favorite it, it's cheese noodles, I guess you can call it. Oh. It, it doesn't sound good. No, it sounds I'm good. Like Käse Käs Spätzle? Käse Spätzle.
0: Oh, Käse Okay, let me look it up.
1: Yes, Spätzle are German way to prepare noodles, I guess. It's not really noodles, but it's, yeah, similar, I guess. And Käse is cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's Spätzle with different kinds of cheeses and it's just Sticky and cheesy and amazing. I mean,
0: it, uh, so I can't eat dairy, but I'm. I know I'm going to. I'm. Gonna, I know I'm gonna have no self control. But because <laughs> this looks amazing, like this looks amazing. <laughs> Keszpetzla.
1: spätzle. I would recommend that, yes.
0: and it's great food for venture
1: because you know it's just comfort food.
0: It looks like, yeah, it looks like I was going to say macaroni and cheese taken to the next level. Like it looks, look <laughs> it up. I'll put a picture on our show notes songswithtorymans.com. It's, it looks delicious.
1: And if you're vegetarian or vegan, there are also some very good vegan restaurants.
0: Really? Around Munich. Yes. If you could recommend one restaurant for a pre-show dinner, for example, if we were going to do a pre-show dinner as a group, which rec- which restaurant would you recommend?
1: The thing is with the old Isar Philharmonie, mm-hmm. there were some good restaurants around mm. that I knew. Actually right opposite of the new location, there's the Wirtshaus zum Isartal.
0: Looking it up right um, now.
1: Wirtshaus zum Isartal. I've just been there once, but they serve typical Bavarian food. Yeah. I think it's not the best food, but it's still good. And it's close to the like
0: The Wurzhaus Zum Isartal on Bruder 2 in Munich. Um, Looks cute. It's super cute, and they've got big tables. Really?
1: Yeah, they they serve Bavarian food, and
0: yeah, good. And they've got like long tables. There's like the the first picture is like one big long table, and just so many Tori Amos fans can fit in here. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a good one. Exactly.
1: That's and it's right next to the location, so perfect.
0: Okay, great. And so and there's. There seems to be, I'm looking at pictures of pretzel and beer, and <laughs> it looks so good. Oh, someone had a wedding party there, just married. <laughs> that's cute. Cool.
1: Yeah, so if you're looking for some Bavarian beverages and food before the show, that's, I guess, the best option because it's close to the uh, venue. you serve beer and Bavarian food. Yes. Great.
0: And do you think that'll be open after the show? Probably not, right?
1: Uh, After the show, mm, probably probably for drinks, but not for dinner, because, yeah, that's one thing that bugs me the most about Munich, that most restaurants don't serve dinner after 10 o'clock. Oh, no. Yes. So if you want to grab something to eat, probably do it before the show.
0: Okay. Good to know. You've described the venue as this factory warehouse sort of industrial thing. And this as you've also described the surrounding neighborhood as having supermarkets and fitness centers, but not like really anything to do, right? Uh,
1: well, around the venue, it's different. That, that was around your hotel with fitness centers. Oh, and oh okay. <laughs>
2: supermarkets.
1: Around the venue, it's usually, it's mostly uh, apartment buildings and okay. stuff like that and restaurants and a few bars, but not really you know, just neighborhood bars, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing is that it's really close to the river, which is nice in summer, but maybe if it's sunny, it's definitely an an option to go for a walk along the river Mm -hmm. as well.
0: But you're, but you're saying it's like a sort of sleepy town after 10, 11, 12? Yes,
1: yeah. yes. During the week, especially, yeah.
0: yes. Is there anything we should be aware of in Munich? Well, you know, we're young, we're naive. We've eaten at the Wursthaus zum Isartel, We've had a coffee <laughs> at Man vs. Machine. We got our hotel near some fitness centers. Then we left the hotel to go to the local bar by the venue. Um, we walked along the river freezing cold. Is there anything else we need to be aware of or need to do in our very short time in Munich?
1: Well, let me think. Definitely have some Bavarian food. Mm
0: -hmm. Check.
1: Other than that, I think you're settled, yeah? You've done all you can. (laughs) Munich is a very easy city to explore, in my opinion, because, yeah, it's not that big. You can walk around and discover everything. You could actually walk from the venue to the city center. It it takes some time, but it would be possible. Mm
0: -hmm. So... Uh,
1: just go with the flow and enjoy
0: Munich. <laughs> go with the flow and enjoy it. Follow Manuel at Guy Who Knits on Instagram. It's lovely. His Instagram page is lovely. Have you ever asked Tori for a request? Uh, yes, I did. What, yes. what? And did she play it?
1: Yes, she played it. Tell us everything. <laughs> Uh, It was a couple of years ago when she was playing in Linz at the Bruckner house. Uh I requested Power of Orange Knickers (gasps) because during that time, that song meant a lot to me. And she played it.
0: Okay. And
1: it was really, really special.
0: So this was a set list for Linz Austria at the Bruckner house, Saturday, June 7th, 2014. It was Parasol, Black Dove, Crucify, Father, Son, Oysters, The Power of Orange Knickers, right before silent all these years and butterfly lizard lounge that night with songbird and rise like a phoenix by conchita verst how was that <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i remember that that was a very special moment everybody went crazy
0: <laughs> yeah you can hear it on the bootleg too uh, oh, yes. <laughs> take to the sky de tura rooster spur bridge secret spell cooling another girl's paradise and iie encore was cornflake girl wedding day and tear in your hand what's your f- signature song is that your signature song
1: it changes to be honest. Well, that's fair.
0: Right now it's Metal
1: Water Roof oh, from the new album.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: But yeah, and before that it was Barons of Suburbia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It really changes. But I would definitely say The Power of Orange Knickers is one of my top songs.
0: That's interesting because in Barons of Suburbia that she talks about uh, carnivorous vegetarians and in The Power of Orange Knickers she talks about these girls who rip your life to pieces. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But they're both so (laughs) such good songs.
1: And both songs are from the Beekeeper which
0: is was mm? yeah. <laughs> that is, was that your first? Yeah, that was your first new album, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you discovered her with Tales of a Librarian, that was the first new album she put out. Oh. It
1: was. It was. When it was released, I I really really liked it. But of course, yeah, I kind of got the idea from other fans that they weren't really happy with the album, mm-hmm. or at that time, mm-hmm. and but I still really really enjoyed it and even to this day i still like it
0: a lot honestly the beekeeper i'm not gonna lie when i got the album i put it in my <laughs> i put it in my uh little i had a cd player in my car how quaint and i listened to the first three songs and when the power of orange Snickers came on that's track three right yes yeah i i ejected it and threw it out my window i couldn't even believe it and then I felt bad, and I like, and someone had run over my CD, so I had to go turn right around and buy another deluxe. <laughs> so she got two deluxes out of me, and then I ended up loving the CD, and I love it. I actually really love it so much now, because back then I was still like, you know, we're so much younger than her, and so I feel like the response to that album from people our age was like, I still wanted the fire and the passion because I still felt fire, and, fiery and passionate. But now, as I'm older, looking back on it, like it's a great album about that change in your life when you get married and just kind of like everything that happens there and I just it's it does hold a really special place in my heart and that was the first time I really did an entire tour I did the whole Summer of Sin tour basically except for like five oh shows no. yeah so that whole tour was really special to me the album's really special to me and it, it's a grower not a shower and I hope that she knows like how much it's grown on everybody it's such a good album so and I was the one who video bootlegged Damien Rice on stage with her in oh, L5 yeah bless you oh <laughs> that was God. me and so I got busted at the last like Minute by venue security, <laughs> I'm like, you just wait. In ten years, cell phones will be everywhere. Everyone will be videotaping.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's amazing. One thing I really wish she would have embraced more was Damien Rice on the album mm-hmm. on the uh, Power of Our because you can barely hear him mm-hmm. in the back. <laughs> I was like, why?
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Same with like the Trent Reznor thing in Pass the Mission. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, she does. Uh, what is that your still your favorite album? Uh, no,
1: no, no. It's not my favorite album. It's um, it's one of my favorites. I would say my favorite album is from the Cargo Hotel.
0: Oh, such a good album. It's so similar to Ocean to Ocean too. Like there's so much like the, yeah, water, the theme. water theme. Yeah, the water theme. Yes. Well, Manuel, this has been a delight. I can't wait to see you in Munich. Yes, I'm so looking forward to it.
1: And we have to go for a
0: coffee in Munich. Yeah, we do, at Man Vs Machine. But here's a question. Will people, this is an honest question. I'm an American traveling into Europe. I already feel like I need to be on my best behavior. But is it going to be okay to ask people to interview after the show? Or should I have people lined up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) A very honest answer to that. Speaking as an Austrian, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I would say in Austria, it's no problem at all. Uh (laughs) In Munich, the crowd can be a bit tough. But I think you will be okay because people at Tory shows tend to be very cool and nice and open-minded. Okay, so, that's true.
0: That's true. It's not like I I'm think... going to, like, yeah. It's not like <laughs> it's not like I'm just going out to a restaurant and asking people to talk into my microphone. <laughs> You're right. But, yeah, I think it'll be fine, yeah. It'll be fine, right? Yeah. I get, I'm nervous about it. I'm nervous if, like, I should <laughs> just have, like, a small crew that I've already talked to come on. But we'll see. If you have an opinion one way or another, email us at songsoftremets at gmail.com and let me know. Otherwise, Manuel, it's been this amazing talk. And this is The Power of Orange Knickers from Linz, Austria, June 7th, 2015. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Bye. Thank you. Bye. The Power of Orange Knickers
2: will arrangement it